0: Episode of Impact today. I am Mark Bowling, evangelist and the teacher of God's Word. I'm just happy that you joined us today. We are discussing healing in mass. Healing in mass. Uh, Last week we we started talking about. I, I I posed questions. I challenged you. I talked about all these people being healed in our miracle festivals. And for some people, you can just tell. Wow, that's really hard to believe. You know, you can see it sometimes, but on the look on their faces or whatever. But you know, when we have a, a large gathering of people and let's say ten thousand people receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we ought to we ought to believe that, you know, if ten thousand can be saved, then ten thousand can be healed. Why? Because The same way it's the the will of God for all to be saved, it is the will of God for all to be healed. And when Jesus died on the cross, not only did he die for our sins, he suffered our sicknesses, sicknesses, and diseases. Amen. Remember the question we posed last time? Uh, Jesus, it was actually just repeating Jesus' words. Jesus said this: Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Right? What's just easier? He's asking, he's challenging. He was challenging the religious leaders of his day. And I think that question still stands today. Which is easier? To say your sins are forgiven you, or to say, pick up your mat and walk? You know? Because the mentality, at least in America, is oh yeah, it's easier for people to get saved. Yeah, but healed? I don't know. That's as if God, you know, some little. I mean, like it's like it's like it's a big struggle for God to heal somebody or something. No, no, no. Mm-mm. God is Almighty God. He spoke the universe into existence. He's more than able. He is Almighty. His power is limitless. Amen. But sometimes we limit Him by our small thinking, and not remembering His power or His works that He's already done. He is Almighty God, and He's willing, He's compassionate, and He demonstrated it through the death and burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, His substitutionary work. But last week, we discussed different occasions in the Scripture of where there was healing in mass. What, we, what do we mean by mass? Large groups of people healed in a moment or at once. Or maybe not necessarily in a moment, but in that same moment, in that same meeting, in that same time frame. Uh, we discuss the, the mass healing that took place in Egypt. The children of Israel, their slaves. And God gave instructions to Moses. He's getting ready to bring them out. And so He's giving him the instructions for the very first Passover night. And notice He he instructed every man, every man, every leader of every household to get a lamb. And they were to kill it at at, at a certain moment in time. And they were to take the blood, put it on the lintels, on the door frames of the house. And they were to eat that lamb, the flesh of it, roasted in fire. And the Bible says the whole assembly did it. The whole assembly bowed before the Lord. They worshipped Him. And then they acted on those instructions. And the Bible says in Psalm 105 verse 37 that God brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among their tribes not one feeble person it was healing in mass a nation of up to three million people overnight healed and whole and prosperous hallelujah amen well if god can do it for three million people under under uh before jesus even died and rose again how much more now can he do it amen the second occasion we mentioned was the, the, the mass of healing that took place in the wilderness. When the children of Israel, they had spoken against God, judgment came upon them. They're being uh, attacked and bitten by snakes. Uh, now those snakes, as we mentioned, were already in the wilderness. It wasn't like God created these snakes and sent them. No, they, they were being restrained the whole time as they were camping in the wilderness. No one had ever been bitten by these venomous snakes. Now all of a sudden, they're being bitten uh, because they had spoken against God. When we sin, it opens the door, you know. And so they're coming in, and they're starting. These snakes are coming, and they're dying. These children of Israel are dying, and so they realize their their mistake, their sin, their shortcoming. They go to Moses. said, we have sinned against you. We have sinned against the Lord. Please pray. Pray to the Lord for us that we might be delivered. Moses goes and prays. And God gives him instructions. Notice, this is what it says. It says, "Uh, The Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and put it on a pole, and it will be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, will live. And Moses made a bronze serpent And put it on the pole. And if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Amen. Every single person, as they began to turn their eyes to the type of Jesus Christ, that symbolic picture of Jesus dying on a cross, when they looked at that, the Bible says they were healed. It was healing in mass. A giant healing meeting all at once. Hallelujah. Amen. God is in the healing business. Then we talked about the ministry of Jesus. And we didn't mention every every time this happened. But we did point out a few. For example, Matthew 8.16. It says, And He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Amen. Luke 4.40 says that He laid His hands on every one of them, and healed them. They were all healed. Then in Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Hallelujah. He healed them all. Luke 6, verse 17 and 19, listen to this one again. Let these words get in you. It says, and he came down with them, and stood on a level place, with a crowd of His disciples, and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear Him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch Him. For power went out from Him, and He healed them all. Wow. Amen. He healed them all. It began by them gathering to hear the word of God preached. And then it continued by them touching him. Or he laying hands on them. And power was going out of them. And he was commanding diseases to leave. And evil spirits to come out. And the Bible says in this situation, every single person there that day, was healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen? That, my friend, is healing in Mass. You say, well, that's that's Jesus. Yes, that's Jesus. But you know, there are certain places in the ministry of Jesus where not everyone was healed. Did you know that? Uh, Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, in fact, I want you to see that real quick because so many people... You know, they just they think, well, that was just Jesus. Or, and uh, what they do is they they, uh, they determine the will of God by results. The results do not determine the outcome. Does not determine what God's plan was. Our faith determines the outcome. God's plan is God's plan. His will. Otherwise, Jesus would never said, "Pray like this. Pray." Uh, thy king, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, that implies that it's not always a happening unless we pray. So here in Luke 5, look at this really quick. Uh, th- this, is, uh, this is powerful. All right. Luke 5 verse 17 says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Now notice, uh, this house is packed. This is the story of the paralyzed man being healed. And the way he was healed is his friends lowered him down through the roof. They couldn't even get into the house because it was so full of people. Notice, there's people there, religious leaders there, from every town of Galilee, every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. So this is quite a crowd. Now notice the next statement. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Who? All of these religious leaders, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, Everyone in that room, the power of God, while Jesus was teaching, the power of the Lord was right there in that room to heal them. Well, why would the power of God show up? Why would God's ability, His power, His presence be there to heal if it wasn't His will? No, it was His will. Yet, how many of them received healing that day? None. Not one. Not one of them were healed. Because remember, the paralyzed man wasn't there at this point. After it says this, then all of a sudden it talks about the paralyzed man being lowered. And Jesus, He sees uh, the faith of His friends and of this man. He says, man, your sins are forgiven you. And then that's when we get the the question because the Pharisees were in grumbling in their heart how dare he say who can forgive sins who can do that but God alone and Jesus says what's 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 easier say to say your sins are forgiven you or to say take up your mat and walk and so that's the scenario notice though it could have been healing in mass that day could have been but it wasn't one man was healed one man was healed uh, when Jesus was walking to the household of Jairus because his daughter is dying and eventually dies. The whole crowd is thronging Jesus. Not one was healed except for one woman. A woman in faith fights to the crowd. The woman with the issue of blood, the flow of blood for, what was it, 12 years? She reaches out and touches the hem of his garment. And power went into her body. Amen. And it stops Jesus in his tracks. He says, who touched me? And of course, his disciples say, well, Master, what are you talking about? Everyone, the, th- the crowd is thronging you. They're pressing up against you. Why are you saying who touched me? And he says, no, no. This is my paraphrase here. No, no, someone touched me with a different touch. There's a touch of faith that happened. It drew the power of God out of me. I felt it leave me. And he turned around and all of a sudden, this woman fearing and trembling, knowing what is happening in her, says, it was me, I touched you. And she told him the whole truth, how he, she'd suffered many things of many physicians for many years, for 12 years, spent all her money, nothing happened. Thank God for doctors. But sometimes there's things that doctors can't, they can't do for you. And this lady, she had suffered much and spent everything, And she's still in the same condition, except she's worse and she's dying. Now she's healed by the power of God. Why? She touched Jesus with a different touch. Amen. But when you have a crowd of people and you're preaching the word of God, everyone can believe it. Everyone can accept it. Everyone can act upon it. And everyone can be healed all at the same time. Amen. Just like when they... They did the Passover, they were all healed at once. When everyone in the wilderness looked at the the brass serpent on the pole, a type of Jesus to come, everyone who looked, they were healed all at once. Amen. In Jesus' ministry, so many times, in certain occasions, the power of God would be flowing, and they believed. And when they believed, the power would flow into them. And they were healed at once. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But now let's look in the ministry of Peter and then Paul. Peter on Acts chapter 5. Now already there are many miracles happening. Many signs and wonders. Oh that the church would get back to this. I find it interesting You know, in Acts Acts 2 that says many signs and wonders were wrought or done by the apostles' hands. And then in Acts 3 we see the man at the gate called Beautiful, crippled from birth, healed by the power of God. Peter Peter and John, they're threatened. And they're, they're commanded by the religious leaders of the day. Don't preach in the name of Jesus. Don't ever do that. Well they were threatened and they said well, you expect us to obey you instead of obey God so they went to their home company and what did they do they prayed they lifted up their voice and said Lord you are God now stretch forth your hand grant us ser- grant your servants Boldness to preach your word by stretching forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And the Bible says when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spake the word of God with boldness. But what's interesting to me is if you look at Acts chapter two and Acts chapter three, they're already preaching the word of God with great boldness and they're already seeing mighty signs and wonders and healings. And yet, what do they pray? Lord, grant us boldness. Grant us boldness to preach your word by stretching forth your hand to heal. Signs and wonders to be done through the name of your holy child, Jesus. And did God hear them? Oh yeah, he heard them. Acts 1.8, Jesus said you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. At the end of Acts chapter 4, it says, And with great power the apostles gave evidence to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The power that was operating in their life increased. Hallelujah. There's always increase. There's always more if we'll stay faithful, if we'll stay prayerful. I like I heard this phrase a long time ago. Stay humble, stay hungry, stay holy. Those three things. Stay humble, stay hungry for God, stay holy. You'll see great things happen in your life. Amen. But here, now we come to Acts chapter 5. Look at this story here. I hope this is helping you. I hope this is inspiring you. Acts chapter 5. Let me turn there real quick. Glory to God. Acts chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful, wonderful word. Verse 12, it says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Many means not a few. Amen. Many. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. Uh, Solomon's porch is also known as Solomon's portico. It was actually inside the temple walls, but it was an outdoor gathering place underneath a covered... It was a covered porch is what it was, with giant pillars. That's where the church was gathering at this point. And so that's where they're at. Many signs and wonders are happening. Then look at verse 14. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, and multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, in other words, in addition to this, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Oh, hallelujah. They were all healed. Amen. Is it possible that this happens now? Oh, yes. Can it happen again? Yes. If you're in the ministry, can it happen in your ministry? Yes. It can happen. Hallelujah. Why? Because God knows no maximum. He has no maximum. He's infinite in power. He's infinite in glory. He just needs yielded vessels. He just needs people to believe and act upon His Word. But here is a, another situation of healing in mass. Hallelujah. Then you go to Acts chapter 28. Oh, I love this story. Acts chapter 28. Here's the story. <laughs> uh, Paul now the holy ghost tried to warn the captain of the ship and the centurion guard who was guarding these prisoners Paul at this point was a prisoner of Rome and he's they're on a a uh, they're on a ship going to Rome and, but before they took off you know Paul said I perceive he saw it in the spirit that this this uh, voyage is going to be with much danger the danger of our lives and of our possessions well they didn't listen to them because they didn't want to they didn't want to spend the winter at this place it wasn't as comfortable as the place they wanted to get to so they they leave and it looks like they're going to make it okay and then all of a sudden a cyclone comes <laughs> and they almost die but because Paul was a man of prayer their lives were spared but They lost everything, and they're shipwrecked on an island. But God can turn any situation around. Even when we're making a mistake, they weren't supposed to have a shipwreck. That was not God's will. They would have listened to the leading of the Holy Ghost operating in Paul's life. They would have avoided that. But nonetheless, they're shipwrecked on the island of Malta. And here's Paul. Ah, what a man of God. What a man of God. First of all, this is where he's bitten by the the venomous viper. And they think, the the people of the island think, well, he escaped the wrath of the gods of the sea, but he must be a murderer because now justice has caught up with him and he's going to die here in just a minute because this viper, very poisonous viper, is now latched onto him. But the Bible says he just shook it off into the fire and felt no harm. And so they're watching him. And they realize, oh my, nothing's happening. He's not even swelled up. And then they changed their mind and said, he's not a criminal, he's a God. (laughs) And uh, of course he wasn't, but he was the temple of the living God. Amen. Well, that happens. But then listen to this. Verse 7, Acts 28, verse 7. In that region there was an estate, of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who receiving us and, and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. And Paul went into him and prayed. And he laid his hands on him and healed him. I love the language of that. Notice it says, it does not say that he... Prayed and begged and asked God, Lord, please do something about him. Heal him, God, heal him. No, it says he entered into the guy's house. He prayed first. Then he laid hands on him and healed him. Let that sink in. I'm going to comment on it. Just let, listen to it carefully. He laid his hands on him and healed him. Then what happens? Hallelujah. Verse 9. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. Amen. The rest of those on the island. That means every single person on the island who was sick was healed by the power of God through the ministry of of Paul on on that day. Isn't that awesome? That, my friend, is called healing in mass. Amen. We ought to expect the miraculous. We ought to expect the masses of humanity to be healed because we believe in a mighty God who cut a blood covenant with us. Amen. How important is healing in mass? Let's conclude. We should expect these kind of results because Jesus died as our substitute on the cross for all people. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all people. Why? He died for all people. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, healing, and deliverance for everyone who believes. And what is that gospel? He bore our sicknesses and carried our pains on the cross. Just like He bore our sins. Amen. Isaiah 53, 4. He bore our sicknesses and He carried our pains. 1 Peter 2, 24. He bore our sins and by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. In the exact way. And at the same time that Jesus bore our sicknesses, or or, excuse me, bore our sins, He also suffered Our sicknesses and diseases and bias stripes were healed. Therefore, there's forgiveness now for you. There's healing now for you, no matter what it is. Amen. Receive it. Receive your healing. Receive your salvation. The Bible says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Just say this after me. Dear God in heaven, I acknowledge I'm a sinner I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe He suffered my shame, my guilt, and that You raised Him from the dead. Therefore, I confess Him as Lord of my life. Come into my heart, dear Jesus. I acknowledge You're the Son of God. Change me. Wash away my sins. I thank You that You do it. And I thank You now, Lord Jesus, that not only did You die for my sins, but You suffered my diseases. And I receive my healing now. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed now. Amen. It's yours, friend. Amen. Visit our website, impacttoday.tv. God bless you. Until next time, keep feeding on the Word. Walk with God. Understand that you're a child of God and He loves you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.